Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag and Ike. Monday Night Football tonight, wrapping up week four of the NFL season. Week five's almost here. We're almost a quarter of the way through the 2021 season. And if you want to place a bet on the gridiron action, bet online is the place to do it. Tonight, you might as well go to bet online because they always open 24-7. Raiders Chargers on Monday night football. Like, I can't wait to watch this one. By the time our listeners and viewers watch this game, that game might very well be over. But head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your bonus. They've got football, basketball, boxing, casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the great offers BetOnline has for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. And welcome to another edition of the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. Ike, we're coming off a 27-17 loss to the Packers. We're going to get right into it. I want to see how you're doing this morning, my man. I'm good. Just uh, kind of aggravated by this Pittsburgh still a loss, but other than that, I'm having a good day. I'm glad I could sleep on it too, Ike, because we were texting some during the game. I was just mad yesterday. I was just downright mad. And it's like the same offensive struggles week in and week out we've seen so far through the 2021 season. Rinse and repeat. Losing time of possession. Not committing to the running game. Trailing by multiple scores and committing to the pass. We saw this yet again where the Steelers throw the ball 40 times. They only run it 16 times. Got to go back to week six of 2020 where you had the opposite, where the Steelers ran more than they passed it. It's just like deja vu all over again, Ike. Yes, yeah, the issue. And the correct adjective that you just used was the commitment part of running the football. And that's what they tried to at least establish in that first in that first drive. You know, you, you give Najee the ball a few times, then you just disappear on giving him the ball. Then you just give him the ball about 14 more other times from the first quarter. And that's, that's not going to work regardless of how you feel. And that's just been a problem with Pittsburgh. Either you start off running or you're up like how Green Bay was up on Pittsburgh and you end the game running. But you got to be up to do that. So, but Pittsburgh did, did either. They, they didn't do either. So, that's what's just the frustrating part, man. We still like bottom five in the league in rushing. But Wayne, he was trying to rush. And everybody's talking about, well, he has to pass to win the ball game. Because like you say, Mark, we're not even trying to be committed to the run game. Ike, let's get right into Big Ben's struggle. So, producer Herbert, if you want to move the, the slide along, the question we have to ask is this. Through four games, 
is it time to bench Big Ben? Because Ike, if we're not there, I think we are awfully close. And it's at it, my, the question I have is, is at what point does the onus of the offensive struggles fall on him? We're going to get into a deep discussion with this, but what do you think about this, Ike? Is it time to bench Big Ben? Well, first of all, no, I don't think so. To answer your question, no. And the reason why I say no, you still have enough AFC games to play. So see how Ben does in these AFC games, you know. Um, and then after the AFC games, you know, is he the problem? And that's what you look at. So you just look at, of course, everything. Um, I don't think seven is the total blame. I just think seven needs to go tell the offense coordinator that we do need to run the ball. I think seven has that kind of uh, power on that side. He's been in, you know, the organization for a long time now, over 15 years. They'd be like, you know what, man, let's try to establish a, establish a run game. Now, if you don't want to do that, then I think seven is the problem. Now, you can say whatever you want to say about the offensive line, but we start to see a lot of teams in the NFL who has a lot of young offensive linemen. But one thing they're trying to establish is the run game. And when you don't try to establish a run game, you expose offensive linemen by putting your, your offensive linemen in harm's way as your quarterback by trying to pass the ball 40 to 50 times a game. And I think that's just that's 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 too much what the Pittsburgh still is trying to do. They're trying to pass the ball 40, 45 to 50 times a game. And you see what the record has given us. It's given us one and four, one and three. So that's the that's the only issue I don't like. And, and having a defense like Pittsburgh have, Pittsburgh got a top five defense. So having a defense like that, it's just hard keeping them guys on the field all the time. Sooner or later, man, Coach T got a philosophy. You know, Bimba don't break. But you keep you, we, if if we just doubling plays, if if the offense got sixty plays and hell the defense got seventy five plays, eighty plays, they're gonna wind up breaking regardless. But that's just been an issue. I don't think it's time now to bench seven, but it's getting close. It's getting See, I, it's getting real it's getting it's getting real close. And I'm I'm gonna go on tell you what's gonna happen. I'm gonna tell you how they're gonna finesse it. They're gonna say seven has a lot of injuries, and he needs to he needs to let his body heal. Basically, I'm going to save Grayson and say we're not benching you in the public. I guarantee you that's exactly how it's going to happen. They're going to put him on IR, and that's what they're going to do. Excuse me. Ike, you mentioned the offensive line. I didn't think they played that poorly yesterday because Big Ben was hit just five times yesterday. He had 40 passing attempts. He was pressured only 7% of the time. That's the lowest percentage by a quarterback with 40 pass attempts since 2013, Ike. That's from ESPN Stats and Info. And I look at Big Ben and I ask myself a few questions. How many of his stats where if you just look at the box score and you say, huh, you know, 232 yards, a touchdown, an interception, 26 completions. How many of his stats come when the defense is playing off coverage and almost more of a prevent defense to prevent any deep shots for when you're trailing multiple scores, a defense keeping everything in front of it. And then the other question I have is how the team has to play nearly a perfect game to win because of the struggles of this offense. And it's like we had, we talked to Solomon Wilcots of the believe in Bengals podcast, a former player, Ike. We heard it during the broadcast with Tony Romo, where big Ben misses Juju Smith Schuster on a deep shot the week before Big Ben misses James Washington down the field. Right. 
you missed your deep shots and you hear, you always like you always tell me listen to the players and what the players are saying is when you have those opportunities you've got to take advantage and you can't miss those throws it's the second straight week we've seen that with big ben yeah that's the issue you know just not getting the ball up and team teams 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 understand they'll rather they'll rather give up big ben throwing deep balls now and sitting on intermediate routes to short routes Cause that's basically what they're doing. So, um, is seven the issue? I think he's part of the issue. Um, really, I think he's down to 60 75 percent of the issue on the offensive side to keep it 100 with you. <clears throat> but it's not time to bench him. I'm looking at you know, they won a three in their division, everybody else in the AFC North is three and one, mm-hmm. they're on one in their, in their division when it comes down to AFC North games. Right now, the Bengals are one to zero. So that's a good thing. It's just Pittsburgh have to win out in their division to, el- to at least have a chance. But it's a it's a tough uphill battle from what I'm looking at. In the offense, you know, they're, middle, they're in the middle. You know, passing 15, receiving 15, and 30, 32nd in rushing. <laughs> that's not going to win you no ball games when you're 32nd in the league. Now, Mr. Rooney said in the offseason, man, that he'd be damned if they number last in their last place in Russia. And little did we know, <laughs> they're 32nd in Russia in the NFL. That's not a good sign, you know. 50 points total, that's 28th in the league. That's not a good sign. And just looking at what the defense has been doing on the defensive side, they've been keeping Pittsburgh in games. It's not like they're not keeping Pittsburgh in games. It's just it's just usually you say, that, you say this about a defense or a team, but the Pittsburgh offense is finding ways to lose these ball games for the Pittsburgh Steelers overall in general. That's just what it is. Failing to score 17 points in each of the three games during the three-game losing streak, Ike. And you say the sideline tells the story. I'm sure you saw Juju slamming the tablet down. And it's like, this is not to take away from Big Ben's career. He's 18 years as the Steelers quarterback. He's been terrific. But dating back to what we saw last season when the Steelers lost five of their last six games and then the first four to open up this year, a lot of times in the NFL, it's what have you done for me lately? And I'm just to the point where whether it's Mason Rudolph, you've got Dwayne Haskins under contract for just the 2021 season. If it keeps up as is and like I, I, I think I'm already at this point to say, Let's see what the young guys can do here. And it, again, it's not to take away anything Big Ben's accomplished in his career, but when he's missing deep shots, and then the thing I wanted to make sure we talked about on today's show was throwing short of the sticks on fourth down, not once, but twice. And we saw it happen last week against the Bengals on a fourth down late in the game where Big Ben thinks he's got Najee Harris in the flat end one-on-one. We saw it again. We saw a, a short pass as well on a fourth down conversion as well uh, to it was to Juju Smith-Schuster and he's trying to make a play and trying to stretch for the first down and it's like if you've got a third a third and and distance to go and a fourth and distance to go make if you're gonna throw it short of the sticks you better be pretty certain that the player is gonna be able to pick up the remaining yardage and if not right. it's like. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. It, there we go. It, it was frustrating as hell. It's frustrating as hell. Yes, yeah, it's it's, a, it's an issue. I mean, on them two, on them two fourth downs though, 
uh, you throw the ball in front of the guy. One of them, you throw the ball in front of him, you keep him running, they got to get up two yards just, just off of GP. On the other one, man, when it's fourth and long, I think Cincinnati just did a great uh, situational game plan on Big Ben in the red zone on disguising, uh, thinking it was going to be a cover zero, but it wasn't, and that's an all-out blitz. But they wind up dropping back in the zone, and you, you which you had six guys rallying to Najee. So I thought, I thought on that part, that was just good by the D.C. with Cincinnati. But, yeah. Um, it's just it's it's not looking good on the offense side, period. And I think Ben has total control to go to the OC and be like, can we at least switch it up? Switch it up, meaning at least let me run the ball. They they tried they tried that first series series. Um, I don't know if Seven wants to get on the center. That's another question. I don't know if he's comfortable on in staying on the center. I don't know if he just wants to be a shotgun quarterback, you know. But if you look at these, you know, Tom Brady on the center when it's time to Aaron Rodgers on the center when it's time to uh, Russell Wilson under center when it's time to. So it's a, it's a lot of your top five, top three quarterbacks that don't mind getting under center and, you know, doing the play action pass or, or trying to start or finish the game with the run game and committing to the run game. Um, but like I say, like you said earlier, doing a, doing a, uh, doing a show, Mark, it's the commitment part. And right now they're not committing to the run game. Big Ben, 400 career touchdown passes. Opening drive touchdown to Deontay Johnson. It was like, oh my gosh, good Pittsburgh. Opening score, build a lead, get back to 500. First opening score since week 10 of the 2020 season. Passed Dan Marino for sixth place all-time as well and all-time passing yardage. But Ike, only two plays of 20 yards or more. So the explosiveness We've talked about Deontay Johnson a lot. We know what he can do. We know what Najee can do if you get him in the open field. Right. You've got the offensive skill position players, but and it's like, man, it's it's this offense. Something something's got to give, and it's just like I, I I thought that the offense wouldn't be any worse than it was a season ago because it's like, well, you know, how could it be worse? And it and it seems like they are just in an absolute funk as well. Uh, we mentioned the, the plays short of the sticks. Uh, Ike, another thing too, the the red zone play calling as well, getting bailed out by a penalty, like try to be a little bit more creative. It just seems like they're doing the same things we saw a season ago. And I know, again, you put a lot of the onus on Big Ben and committing to the running game. And that's really something I want to see. Like I want to see a game, even if they average two or three yards per carry where they run it more than they pass it, just see what happens. And we just haven't seen that. And you couldn't do that when you're down multiple scores against green Bay. No, you can't. I mean, I'm looking at seven, three for three, three interceptions, three touchdowns, three interceptions, three touchdowns. That ain't gonna, (laughs) that ain't gonna cut it. And that's for, that's for the year. So out of four games, seven pushing, a three-piece, three touchdowns, three interceptions. That's – that's. I mean, we, we getting – I know they asked Coach T, do you need to hit the panic button? And I thought this game um, – <laughs> after this game, man, you got to hit the panic button. You got to go out on and see what these young guys can do. Because then it comes back to what I was talking about. Two years ago, Mark, and everybody got mad with me. Oh, you was a Ben hater. I said, no, nah, I'm just looking at this damn division. I'm looking at Baker Mayfield. I'm looking at Lamar Jackson. And I'm looking at a young Joe Burrow. And if y'all keep just letting seven just sit back there and 
and it's and he's being this productive, three touchdowns and three interceptions, and you don't go out and get a new young person that can move and keep up with the AFC North, let alone just the AFC period. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. We ain't even talking about the AFC North. We just talking about the AFC pitch uh period. Josh Allen. Go ahead on. So now y'all see. Now y'all see what the hell I was talking about two years ago when I was just looking at the damn division and I was like, hey man, we need to get us a young quarterback because you have a defense who is all in their prime. At least you can lean on the defense and let your young quarterback, if he can, if he's mobile, use his legs when he gets in trouble. At least give you that. At least give you that point. But nah, <laughs> but nah, ain't a, nah. They see what I'm talking about. But I get it though. I get. I'll study. I'll study these people. But it's all good. Seven. Seven got to clean his act up, man. <laughs> he got to clean his act up. I, something I wanted to ask you about is just given the offensive struggles. At what point as a defensive player do you just kind of throw in the towel and give up? Because no. again, never. You you never as a defensive player. As a as a as a professional player, you never throw the towel in. Because you 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 that's that's what made you. It's a lot of people that's exactly what they do. When the stuff hits the fan and, and they hit adversity, that's the first they make excuses or they throw the towel in. Mm-hmm. And to be the and to get in a situation where there's two hundred and fifty-four people who get drafted each year in the world. In the world. <laughs> You never thrown in the towel, and that's not going to be your person. <laughs> that's not going to be your personality. So on, on the defensive side, especially being a damn Pittsburgh, still you definitely ain't throwing the towel by 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 any means, and having some kind of pride and knowing the history and keeping the history up just on the defensive side. That's exactly what you're doing. You you're gonna go today, Monday, today, Monday after the game. We're going in on Monday. We're gonna say, man, what else can we do to help this damn offense? That's exactly how you're thinking when you're a Pittsburgh still, especially when you're playing on that defensive side. Excellent answer to Ike. I'll admit what was a lousy question. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> getting TJ Watt back, he had a fumble recovery, which kept the Steelers in the game. But uh, we'll move to the Taylor talk segment as well. And we talked about throwing short of the sticks, but the offsides penalty that near the end of the second quarter, right before the start of the half. Mm-hmm. It's like the chicken or the egg, which came first. I, I've watched this probably two or three dozen times now, and we've got the clip courtesy of NFL Game Pass. Right. Joe Hayden is called for an offsides penalty. Minka Fitzpatrick blocks Mason Crosby's field goal attempt, scoops it up, and looks like he scores a touchdown, but the referees call a penalty. What did you see on this play? And then I can get into what I saw and then some of the chatter I've seen on social media. Yeah, so the ball actually, as you can see, the center, the ball actually goes up. So that means it moved. So the ball goes up, man. You're looking down at towards that center from from, from Joe Hayden to make a Fitzpatrick point of view. As soon as that ball goes up, they gone. So that's damn near perfect. That's damn near perfect timing. So I thought in my mind that wasn't offsides at all. I thought they... That's a damn great jump. That's a damn great jump on the ball. And that's a whole momentum changer. That's a whole momentum changer for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I thought it wasn't offsides because people looking at the snap, meaning the ball, the ball moves backwards first. In order to snap it, your hand has to go up, then down. And that's exactly what happened. As soon as they saw that ball being moved up, 
they took off. Yeah, I, I've I thought, watched this frame by frame if you watch, by watch frame. The ball go yeah. up, watch the ball go up first. Go. Once it go up, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. Once the ball goes <laughs> up, I'm gone. That, that means you move the ball. See, everybody looking at the ball being snapped backwards. That mm-hmm. ain't got nothing to do with it. If mm-hmm. we can replay that one more time, Herbert, watch it go up. As soon as it go up, they go. Gone, baby. Yeah. I'm gone. Ain't no need for me to sit. <laughs> Ain't no need for me to sit. Pop <laughs> up. Look, that's that's like us running the hundred yard dash. Y'all been not y'all been not shoot that good twice because <laughs> I'm gone. I'm itching. My hell fire. <laughs> that's what happened. Changed the whole game around. That would have put Pittsburgh. Yep. That would have gave Pittsburgh at least an opportunity. Would have changed the momentum, but. They, they didn't call the back uh, Green Bay wine. I'm making a field goal. So another L. Yeah, head coach Mike Tomlin even said as such that that play is huge because you're changing points of Pittsburgh oh, yeah. getting a touchdown, Green Bay putting three on the board. So it was a huge game. And oh, Green yeah. Bay led at that point, I believe it was 14 to seven in that game. And so yeah. they extended the lead going into halftime as well. 17. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've watched that frame by frame. I do think Joe Hayden, if you watch it frame by frame, moved just before Hunter Bradley either moves the ball, snaps the ball, however you want to phrase it. However, that doesn't necessarily mean he breaks the plane of the neutral zone, which would warrant an offsides penalty. So because you can move around, movement doesn't necessarily equate being offsides. I've watched football. I'm 28, right? So I've watched football for two decades. I have never seen a closer play where like, I'll be honest, I am not quite sure. And people are blowing up my Twitter comments saying I'm an idiot and I need to get my eyes checked. It's fine. If you can run that play back and watch when you go up, bro. As soon as the ball, as soon as it go up, don't worry about it getting snapped. Go. God, don't let him go. Holy moly. (laughs) <laughs> Holy moly, I'm gone, baby. I'm gone. I'm I'm mad. I, I'm mad as a player. I couldn't do that because them boys had a – as soon as that ball goes up, hell with it being snapped. Oh, see, see the, the snapper, he must have had an indicator in a special teams meeting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He must have had an indication on, you know, his, his, his snap count or something because them boys got a hell of a jump. Cause look at look at the two guys who are actually by the center. They didn't get that good of a jump. Yeah. God damn it, they're second late. Yeah, it, it it's a tough break either way for the Steelers. Yeah. And <laughs> again, I, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like you remember that that internet sensation a few years ago, where it was like the dresses, like people were like, no, it's black and blue. No, no, no. It's white and gold. It's the same thing on social media. If you're a Steelers fan, Packers fan, everyone's been weighing in on this play. And I I kind of enjoy it. People telling me that I'm an idiot on social media. And I'll say, hey, I I don't necessarily disagree. I'm going to ask my guy, Ike Taylor, about it, who's got hell of a lot more expertise than I do. No, you're good. I mean, it's it's a close situation. Depending on what's up. You asked the Green Bay Packers, man, it was offsides. You asked the Pittsburgh Steelers, you wasn't offsides. So, that's just how it's going to go. You can't satisfy everybody. 
Yeah, I, the one thing, the one angle I wish we could see like in an ideal world is like on the ground from the sidelines right at the line of scrimmage. Right. That clip does not exist to my knowledge. Maybe it'll come out in the coming days, but the clips that we have available, courtesy of NFL Game Pass, uh, again, a bang-bang play, and the Steelers get penalized for it, and it was a huge play during Sunday's game. Like other week four observations, the Buccaneers mm-hmm. – beating the Patriots on Sunday night football. And I'll tell you what, I stayed up to watch this game. Shout out to whoever held Rodney Harrison's umbrella during the Sunday night football pregame show. That is the biggest question, the biggest mystery I have after week four. But did you, did you see what I tweeted? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got, (laughs) come on, Rodney. You got two Hall of Famers holding their own damn umbrella. And Mike Tirico is internationally known because mm-hmm. I see him on the Olympics. He do basketball. He do baseball. He do football. He do gymnastics. Yeah, I, I see it. He's a Hall of Fame. Come on, Rodney, bro. Come on, man. You, 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 it's, it's, you're that important to where you can't hold your own, own, own brother? Ain't no way. Ain't no way. That's the first thing I, that's the first thing I said. That's the first thing I saw. I was like, damn, we got... Three Hall of Famers sitting on this on this staff. <laughs> Rodney, you're a damn fool for that. You're a fool for that, bro. <laughs> you're a fool for that. So shout out to the umbrella holding person. I was hoping it. they would bring the umbrella holding person into the conversation when they were making his picks where it's like, hey, shout out to this person who's helped keeping me dry while we make our pregame picks ahead of Bucks. My, Patriots. My mom, That's what I was hoping mom, for. My mama, if my mama would have saw I did that, my mama would have found somebody for that network and told them to put that damn umbrella down and make that boy hold his own umbrella. That's my mama. I guarantee. I guarantee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the the Bucks taking care of business, what was a gloomy game. Patriots very nearly won, missing a 56-yard field goal. I was kind of surprised they went for a field goal that far out and it doinked off the field goal post and the Bucks win on the road. And I, you tweeted this during the game as well. Buccaneers playing without Rob Gronkowski. And we see how that offense struggled without Gronk oh. on the field. Oh, he, you can tell his safety blanket is Gronk all day. Cause he tried Mike Evans in the first half and Mike dropped a few. Then he went to his home with AB in, in late, late in the second half. And A.B. dropped a few. And, you know, one thing in this slow, for show, sad squash, great hands, tight end named Rob Burkowski, he going to catch every down ball. That's what the hell he going to do. He going to find a way to get open, and he going to catch the ball. And that's what that's what he missed. Because we can talk about break that they acquired over free agency. We can talk about O.J. Howard, who we thought was going to be the man coming from Alabama. No, 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 no. He went and got his homeboy from out of retirement, not indoor segments, sitting at the uh, indoor outdoor facility for the Tampa Buccaneers on certain days out of the week. And that's the reason. And I thought Tom Brady really missed Rob Gorkowski because he know for sure um, he's a shorthanded. They both got the same mind frame because they played together for so long. So that's that's ju- that's just what it is. And that's what that's what he missed on a Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday, you know, what what. Well, Mike Evans dropping a few, Break dropped a few, and AB dropped a, a real, a real good one that it was a tough catch, but you know it. 
A.B. supposed to make them catches. Now, any other receiver, we, we kind of expect to drop them balls. But coming from, you know, a multi-pro bowler and A.B., we feel like he should make them catches. But, uh, yeah, Gronk was – he was missed. He he was missed badly. But you got you to gotta give a huge shout-out to uh, Coach Belichick. Man, he came up with a goddamn defensive game plan yeah. that uh, <laughs> that uh, that rattled Tom, rattled the hell out of town. But you can just tell on the defensive side for the for the, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they was playing for Tom. They didn't want Tom to lose this ball game. You because them guys was flying around even when they was messing up. They was messing up going a thousand miles an hour. So um, the offense didn't help. Um, Tom did have some. Some missed passes, but at the same time, he dropped he dropped some balls in the bucket that the receiver should have caught, and he didn't. But on that defense side, man, I, I felt like they played they played for time. They didn't want they didn't want time to come out of that stadium with the L. On the flip side of that, Ike Mac Jones mm-hmm. completing nineteen straight passes against the Buccaneers defense, not quite as stout as they were a year ago on the Super Bowl run, Ike. I know we've I, talked a little bit about this before, but. A rookie quarterback doing that. I, I know it's at home, but the weather conditions weren't great either. I mean, you talking about 19 passes under 10 yards. And the one pass that he threw deep got intercepted. So that's, uh, that's, that's I mean, come on, Mark. Mark, if, if me, and you, me and you can throw 10-yard passes all day and, and get 19 straight, and the one we try to throw past 20 yards get intercepted, that's how, that's how, that's how about right. Well, but that's, about that's, right. that's, that's fine, Ike, but the – Patriots running game really couldn't get going, so the owners falls on the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. No, 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 I'm not going to disagree with that part. Like, you know, Matt Jones had a it, he had a game where he always kept him in position to win the ball game. Because when it came down to the run game, it was the first time I think under Belichick they had negative yards rushing. No rushing. I think they had like negative one yards rushing. That's what it was yesterday. But um, other than other than that, man, they put themselves in position. They had a chance to win the ball game. They just missed the field goal four inches short. I mean, four inches uh, wide left from that field goal position. But yeah, that Coach Belichick and that defensive game plan—that was something. That was something. So you could tell. <laughs> you could tell that was Coach Belichick Super Bowl, and the relief mm-hmm. that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers had won that game. You could tell that was Tom Brady Super Bowl. Now I think Tom Brady will play free. He just had to get that off his chest. He wanted to go into the last stadium to win that ball game. So that's and, and I'm glad he did because I'm, I'm I'm a Tom Brady guy. So, Ike, I appreciate the vote and confidence in my short game passing ability. <laughs> For sure. I mean, five yards. If you can't get the ball out in five yards, something wrong as an NFL quarterback. That's all he was doing. He in week four, Ike. Do you want to? Uh, I know you tweeted some about how the Bears should keep. Justin Fields in the mix, and I'll add on top of that, continue to allow offensive coordinator Bill Lazor to call the plays. I know you're going against the Lions. The Bears absolutely whipped up on the Lions, but like to me it was just like go with what's working, and that combination of Justin Fields getting his second career start, winning his first career game, and then Bill Lazor took over for head coach Matt Nagy and the play-calling ability as well. I think keep those two, keep that combination, keep and stay with what is working. That simple. I mean, with, with Justin Fields and, and Trey Lance, you just let them two boys rock. 
And 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 what I mean by rock, man, you just let them play. The energy is just different. The guys, the guys, the guys on the offensive side, they play different. The vibe is different. It's a more energetic feeling when the offense comes out. It's a little pop to it. It's a little sauce on it. So, and, and that's just coming from the two quarterbacks. So when I see this, when I see this, Mark, I'm like, man, there's no need for Coach Nagy, man, when when Andy Dalton do get back healthy to bring him back. You know, like I, I know you say you just started, and you can be like, just go out on and tell us, man, right now, Justin Fields just give us a great opportunity to win these ball games. Even on the defensive side, the defense, those boys run into the ball because they want to see what Justin Fields can do because they see it in practice every day. So I'm looking at Coach Nagy and company like, man, y'all, y'all see how same the same way the Rams defense felt about Matthew Stafford coming over to the LA Rams from Detroit Lions. It's, they they was talking about in the offseason. They said, oh, we finally got a quarterback. That's what they said on the defensive side. What the hell you think the San Francisco 49ers saying on the defensive side with Trey Lance come? What the hell you think uh, the Chicago Bears saying with Justin Fields coming in the game? They've been saying it. They've been even even the offensive lineman, uh, is it Peters? The 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 left, left tackle. tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 was like <laughs> he was like man, a man is special. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and he'd been around for a long time, and he said this during the preseason. So when he's mm-hmm. saying a man is special, what you waiting on, coach? Then don't don't fight, <laughs> don't fight. That's the problem. <laughs> you being a coach and you fighting the man. Sometimes you just got to go off script or just acknowledge when something is good. You see what Coach Harbaugh is doing over there with the Baltimore Ravens. Him and you talking about close ties. Him and Lamar Jackson, they close. He asking Lamar. He ain't even worried about the offensive coordinator. Lamar, you want to go for it on fourth down? <laughs> that's, and, and that's and that's yeah. what you that's what you that's what you build. Like I'm not. We're not saying that about Matt Jones. We're not saying that about Zach Williams. We're saying that about Justin Fields, and we're saying that about uh. Scott Doggett, Trey Lance. No, this, no this love for a, Zach Wilson after the the Jets beat the Titans, Ike? No love? No, no it, it's love for him. I'm just talking about being special. Man, everybody ain't going to be special. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, think next I, year, I am with you because people are acting like this draft class is going to be legendary, and it very well could be. But it could of be. the five or so guys that are out there, like just law of averages, Ike. One or two of them are going to be, whether you want to call them busts or that they don't they don't work out, they're below average starters, what have you. So I, I'm with you there. I still think it's too soon to say, okay, this guy versus that guy. Or it, too soon. A lot of it is team fit as well. What's the infrastructure Correct. around you? We get into a whole other can of worms there. But I am with you in the sense that it's just automatically annoying that, oh, all five are going to be future Pro Bowl quarterbacks, I think is nonsense. No, it's hard. It's hard to be a, a pro bowler in the league, especially for, <laughs> with them with them young Justin Herberts and them Josh Allen's. But you are gonna have to wait in line. You will have to have an outstanding <laughs> season because even as good as Baker Mayfield playing, and ba- Baker Mayfield got to wait. <laughs> One of them quarterbacks got to go down in the AFC for him to get there, regardless on what Baker can go thirteen. What thirteen to four now? Baker can go thirteen to four. But if he ain't putting the numbers up as the Josh Allen's, the Lamar Jacksons, and the Patrick Mahomes and the Justin Herberts, 
he gonna have to wait a line for this Pro Bowl. <laughs> he gonna have to wait a line for this Pro Bowl, and that's how tough it is. Yeah, we might be waiting a while. Like, right? Anything? Anything else from Week Four that stood out to you, like before we briefly oh, tease Trey, ahead to the week? Yeah, Trey Diggs. Trey Diggs, the cornerback for for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Here in the Matrix. Here in the Matrix. The Cowboy. The Cowboys are legit. Ike, it's crazy. But, but check this out. <laughs> they 27 and zero when they run the ball more than they pass it. The last two games, they've been running the ball more than they've been passing it. <laughs> and you see what the hell going on. Hey, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm just saying, Pittsburgh. I'm just saying, dog. <laughs> That's crazy. One of these weeks, one of these weeks, Ike, I know, week six of the 2020 season, the last time we saw it. And you absolutely, I'm going to use a word you use, Ike, Molly Watts, the Browns a season ago when you ran the ball more than you passed it. I, I, Ike, again, they could average three yards per carry. I just want to see, I want to see what happens if it happens one game. It's all I'm asking. It's all I'm asking. It does. Is it? <laughs> But it, that's that's always been a recipe to winning ball games. That's always and the Super yeah. Bowls. That's always been a recipe, bro. Always Tampa Bay last year playoff landing. Tom Brady understood running down ball the year before that. Patrick Mahomes. Um, what Damian Williams? When Damian Williams? I, I felt like he should have been the MVP for that game. They ran the ball like that, that's that's just what you do. You play good defense and you run the ball. And all of a sudden, man, everybody just get past happy. Now it's good for fantasy point during the during the season, but during the during the playoffs and for these Super Bowls, man, you you run the ball because you're trying to eliminate the offense or having too many opp- opportunities, and and that's passing the ball and keep giving them opportunities after opportunities. Same way, uh, who that was three years ago? We can go back three years. Well, all they had to do with Deshaun Watson with the Texans and they were starting, all they had to do was keep running the ball. But no, what they want to do? They wanted to pass the ball against Patty Mahomes, kept giving the man opportunities. Yeah. Now he didn't came back from down there 21, 24 points. It's 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 not that hard. Tom Brady, when it was down in Atlanta in a Super Bowl, when it was down 21 points, down 28 to points. three. 28 to three. I trying to make sure no one from Atlanta misses to our show. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Atlanta Falcons nah, nah. plus we got cigars I, I, I just, in the eight. We got cigars in the eight. So <laughs> nah. I just I just teasing you. I just make Ike week five Broncos at Steelers coming into Heinz Field. No line on this game. And Ike, you brought up the good point where Teddy Two Gloves might not be playing in week five. Teddy Two Gloves ain't playing. Pittsburgh got action. Teddy Two Gloves play. That's another L for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Oh man. See, my Missouri contingency, Ike, that's my alma mater. No love for Drew Locke, who's been on the bench, lost the starting competition to Teddy Bridgewater, and he's he's struggled. He's just been an up-and-down player. So we'll see whether he gets the start against the Steelers. We're going to have a full preview later this week, an episode due out Friday, breaking down the preview matchup between the Broncos and the Steelers. Again, Pittsburgh going to be playing at home in this one as well, so – Hopefully the Steelers can right the ship, but the Broncos three and one to start this season. They look pretty good through four weeks of this season. Yeah, they got a they got a front folk. They got a Von Miller company. They 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 get to that quarterback. Von Miller, Von Miller they got three little minions. 
and they got the same DNA, and all they want to do is <laughs> throw a party at the quarterback. And that's exactly what they've been doing. They've been throwing parties at the quarterback. And Justin Simmons sitting back in that backfield, who's the captain of that secondary, he ain't been doing nothing but making plays. And this has also been without Bradley Chubb, who had ankle surgery, expected back at some point. But you mentioned Von Miller, the Batman, Bradley Chubb opposite, mm-hmm. almost the Robin for that Broncos defense. And again, yeah. he's been out, expected to be back in like six to eight weeks. So he won't play against the Steelers after that ankle surgery, but uh, another good edge rusher for this Broncos team. But again, we're going to have a full breakdown later this week, and maybe we'll get a line when we record later this week too, Ike, on this game. We'll have a better indication of what players' health status are. But uh, Ike, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? Pittsburgh, run the down ball. <laughs> If you listen to one thing on today's show, that's all you need to know. That one sentence, I'm with you, Ike. I want to give a shout out to you, Ike. You're the best. To the Believe Podcast Network, to the folks over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and their team over there. Today's sponsor, Bet Online as well. And to you, the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off that. Bet Online, thanks. Major shout-out, Brinks TV, thanks. Major shout-out, Mark, to you. Major shout-out to you. Uh, major shout-out to also Believe in Stillers Podcast for giving Mark and I this opportunity. Uh, what this is, our hundred and... 101, I believe. This 101. This 101. Uh, major shout-out to the Believe in Podcast for giving us this opportunity. Want to give a shout-out, man, to everybody who's been viewing and listening. Make sure y'all subscribe and give us a five star. Just like how y'all like y'all hotels and y'all food, five stars. Make sure y'all rate and review us with the five star piece. But thanks everybody for tuning in and listening. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We'll see you later this week. Take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.